sing your song a little more oh sorry you missed it guys that's okay um welcome mm-hmm. to the unknown subject of criminal minds podcast my name's kelsey paul i'm kelly mcmasters parsons and we're gonna watch some criminal minds today we are we are past the halfway point we welcome are. to the second half of season two hope welcome. you enjoyed that bonus episode yeah um we've gotten some good feedback on it yeah i've gotten feedback <laughs> yeah you posted that poll and not just i voted in it really yeah i stopped checking it because when i had checked it last no one had voted i checked this morning and there were two votes for me oh one of them was me oh so you but won. the other was a stranger so you won everyone agrees with you well let's check again Guys, why do you agree with her more than me? Is it because I put the Fisher King on? <laughs> Kelly, one hundred percent. Two votes for Damn. Kelly. No to be votes fair, for I Kelsey. Didn't vote for myself. I did vote for myself. Dang. All right. I skewed. I mean, the results would have been the same. Yeah, they would have. <laughs> well, dang. In um, a landslide victory. In a landslide victory. I pulled ahead. Um. So yeah. Uh. Keep your eye out for another um request for suggestions for next time we do a bonus episode um i guess though our next bonus episode our next bonus episode is is yeah already designated because we do our favorite episode of the whole season yeah um but also if you want more bonus episodes we can start sprinkling them in there we can do them more frequently so um if you have suggestions we'll we'll put out another call for ideas so be thinking about what kind of things we can rank that are criminal minds related yeah We'd be happy to. Yeah. We love to rank stuff. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but today we are going to watch season two, episode 12, Profiler Profiled. Bum, 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 bum. Um, so do you have all of the, have it set it's up? It's all set up. Okay. I do want to address an accident I made in the bonus episode. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I was going through trying to edit the podcast for once. I already forgot about this, but now I <laughs> And, like, actually, like, improve the sound a bit. Oh, really? And I was trying to take out some of the background noise of when Sadie's licking my mic, mm-hmm. ba- banging her tail on my stand, and sure, so you just sure. hear, like, the Yeah, blame it on Sadie, okay. <laughs> well, I hit some sort of button that auto-tuned my voice for the whole episode. So if you notice that... You weren't crazy. It's only noticeable when she holds out a yeah. word. So at the beginning, she says like, hello. And, and it's, it's like, like hello. hello. <laughs> you know, if you've ever watched Trolls, no. I was very much in the vein of Guy Diamond. <laughs> I can't say that I have. Kelsey's going to have to watch that. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, so... If you if you notice that, you're not going crazy. No. She did, in fact, auto-tune her voice. <laughs> so... We'll if you to. enjoyed that, I please don't can try do it for to the rest figure of the episode. We can. No. Yeah, I don't know what I did. It was so I funny. I hit some but... sort of. I feel like such a boomer. I just hit a button and something happened, and I didn't even know. 
<laughs> yeah, just so like for a frame of reference for everyone, she texted me the morning that the episode came out, and she goes, "Hey, heads up! I just I accidentally auto tuned my voice on this episode." <laughs> and it's funny because it's just me, and like, I you're had just it. like perfectly clear, and then I'm like, "Yeah," Whoa. but I hadn't listened to it, so in my mind, I imagined it to be so much worse than what it was. More like T Pain out there. Yeah, John. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. So when I actually listened to it, I was like. Oh, okay. It's just a couple places where it's really noticeable, but yeah, that's just some fun behind the uh, scenes little nuggets of (laughs) anecdotes. Ten points if you noticed, guys. Ten points. Keep track of your own score. Yeah, because we're not keeping. Um. So anyway, made up, and the points don't matter. Is there anything that we need to talk about at the top of this? Do you have your recommendation for later? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, well, then we might as well just get into it. Yeah. We Let's might as well. Do it. I'm going to hit play. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to say. I'm going to see. Uh, what? We'll see. I'm going to hit play. <laughs> It'll, I'll explain later. Okay. I will hit play in three, two, one, go. Okay. When we're here, you always say the two. But when we're near it, when oh. you're at your apartment, you don't let me What's say the two. What's happening right now? Oh, a magic trick. Spencer's doing magic. Is he doing magic or is he doing science? Oh, <laughs> and it got Prentice right in the noggin. He, he did something to like a it was like a film, film canister. canister and it like popped off his shout desk. out to the true homies who know what a film canister yeah, no is. No kidding. And then in true like Prentice fashion, because she's friends with everybody. Those. She's like, oh, do it again. I want to see. He's not going to show you how it's done. A magician doesn't reveal. It's his a secrets. mento. It's going to be Mentos and Coke. Yeah. Just kidding. It's. I don't know, but all the he has all the ladies turned around. Yeah, and he's yep. It's Mentos, Mentos, and some kind of clear liquid, or it's just Alka Seltzer. He's like, all right, turn Turn around and observe. Who's gonna hit this time? I said Alka Seltzer, Cassie. (gasps) It went really high, and it is at the feet feet of of Hotch because he's gonna be like, guys, yeah, and he just like stares at them, and they just all like scatter, and and he says physics magic. And he said, "Read. We've <laughs> talked, talked about, about this. this." I look. Garcia's just like sh- moving papers back and oh, forth. Oh, but he said, "You're really starting to get some distance on those." And he <laughs> smiles like, "Oh, he does have a sense of humor." This is such a fun episode so far because yeah. it's just like friends. Like they're all buddies. Yeah. And so Prentice asks and, like, where this Morgan is. is. Squad. Yeah. And um, Reed says that he's in Chicago visiting his family. So and he open is on at a Morgan. cemetery. Is that a cemetery? Looking fine as hell in this lighting. Yeah. Oh, but someone's, someone's taking, taking his photo from him. far away and zooming in so close on his beautiful face. All right. All right. So, oh. He's oh? With. So he's with his sister, sister? I believe. And some mm. street fellas. <laughs> some gangsters. <laughs> street fellas. It's <laughs> the whitest thing you've ever said. I didn't want to. You didn't want to offend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Okay. So they're approached by some um, men who are kind of like making comments about his sister. And he's like, hey, you need to back off. They clearly know him. And they're like, you think you're cool? You're in the FBI now? And he goes, I don't need a gun to take you out. The street fellas. I'm going to never live that down. No. Uh, (laughs) You called them street fellas. (laughs) The fellas. Oh, there's a distant police siren. (laughs) The ones wearing a gun necklace. Yeah. 
And now there's giggling. Yeah, so there's some tension. His face is very close to Morgan's face. They could kiss. Morgan does not think it's funny. His sister says, go to hell. And then he calls Morgan's sister a bitch. Rude. Don't call women that. Don't call women that. And then they walk away. And Morgan has like a real like smoldering stare going on. Oh my God. Because he's got so many alarms going off. And he says, all right, let's go home. There's There's something something I gotta gotta do. do. Go to the bathroom. But someone is still taking his photo. Now right. he's watching some kids play football. Is this, is this this episode? I thought this episode was so much later. Nope, this is the episode. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Okay, this is a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so there's some boys playing football, and um, he's like... It's like a community center. Yeah. Morgan's just but outside like, the fence watching. Yeah. So now the kids and out comes a kid. The kids are leaving practice. And we're focusing in on two, two boys. Kids. They're kind of arguing about um, the game. And like one of them saying like, hey, you pushed off of me. And he's like, I didn't. And now they're kind of getting into it. And, and Morgan's Morgan like, hey, it up. knock it off. Morgan's got quite the scarf. He does. Um, and, and he's now, like, you did push off, bro. Yeah. And the other guy's like, damn right. And he's like, oh, Morgan's yeah. like giving them football tips and yep. being like, "Hey, and you we both t- suck at football." Yeah. Yep. He just said, "I see you still shaking and baking." Yeah. Street fellas. So the kid's name is Damien, and he's like, "Hey, this is um, Derek Morgan. He works for the FBI." And the other kid's like, "That's cool." Here and now comes these gang- the street fellas, the gangbangers. Oh, now they're gangbangers. They're gangbangers. They're pulling uh, up in their car. Yep, they're whip. slow and they're slow riding. Oh, and then the guy from the community center <laughs> comes out. What? They're slow riding. He's like, oh. <laughs> I guess this is your hood. This is Chicago. No, it is most definitely not my hood. I did not grow up on the south side of Chicago. All right. Okay, so whatever. as the guy drove by, he made like a gun sign with his. Uh, Stop me. Fun of me, I'm trying to describe it with his fingers, finger guns, finger guns. But like he was gonna, like, it was like threatening. All right, we're at the mom's house, having birthday party. Now they're just like they're like just like talking about memes. Yeah, they're talking about memory, chatting memes. (laughs) They're talking about memories of like fun stuff that they did at Christmas, and they're chatting memes. And they're talking um, about how so clearly um, Morgan is the only boy. He has sisters, a couple of sisters. His father, I, do we know at this point that his father's dead? So it's just his mom that raised them, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, it just went into the birthday we cake in a weird into way. Into the flower, and now Uh-oh. we're out of the kid. But it's the kid from before. One of the kids from before is dead. Not the one that knew Derek, but the other yeah, the one. The other one. Um, and so the local detective is clearly mad, and he said we should have locked that son of a bitch up. And they say it's big. And yeah. I think big is the street fella from earlier. Mm. All, All right. right so now we're back at the to birthday the, party. Back to the birthday party. And it's a oh, he, present exchange. Yep. And he got his mom a remote start for her car. Oh. So she can start the car and warm it up in the cold Chicago winters. That's a good gift. That is a good gift. The better gift would be him installing it for her. <laughs> True. Can Rather than just being like, trying here's to, like, this remote aftermarket, start. Trying to put a like, remote start yeah. on your car. So his mom's like, oh, we miss you. And he's like, I know. Um, and we wish that you were around more. And he's, he's like, like, yeah, but I have a job. I can and I only have to, do it in Virginia. Yeah, I have to be based in Quantico. And she's like, you better be careful, boy. 
And she's like, I, I lost your dad. I lost okay, your dad. So I can't we do lose officially you. know Morgan's dad is dead. Yes. And she, he says, you will not lose me. They're having a very loving moment between a mom and a She kid. says, you owe me some grandbabies. Uh-oh. I would have Shamar Moore's babies. <sighs> Absolutely. Yep. All right. So there's a knock at the door. And he says, what the hell? And it's the police. And it's Gordinsky. It, he knows him. So Morgan knows him. And Gordinsky, the detective, said, asks if he's armed. And he's like, no, not right now. And the They're other guy arresting says, him. turn around. And he's like, is this a joke? Like, what the fuck? And they're like... And he says, don't make it worse for your family. And he's like, what the hell is happening? And they're, and they're all just like, looking at him what like, what is happening? Yeah. He Everyone's says, like, what is Everyone's happening? Everyone's just kind of staring, being like, what the fuck? And now credits. we go to the credits. Or whatever. Opening credits. Number. The opening act. <sighs> anyway, I will say something that I appreciate. <laughs> something I, I appreciate your background music. as... Since this episode takes place in Chicago, they have the correct license plates. That's actually what they look like. So when that car drove by, that's actually what Illinois license plates look like. They have Abraham Lincoln on them. I don't think it's that hard to get the license plate No, I'm right. just saying that, like, they put that much attention to detail into it. Okay. They could just get a general license plate. You know? Can you describe a general license plate? There's a white license plate with black writing. When they when they did LDSK, they had California license plates. I know. That's what I'm saying. They always are like, we got to get the right license plates. Okay. <laughs> All right, so but not the train episode. They couldn't go far enough to get no. different pictures for their licenses than nope. what they were wearing that day. All right, so Morgan. Oh, Morgan called Gordinsky a racist son of a bitch. Um, and he's like, oh, so then that's it, huh? And he's like, then what, man? So clearly they have a history. We just don't really know what it is. He also is saying, I should have done this a long time ago. Gordinsky said that. Yeah. So he clearly so has had it out some for sort Morgan. Of vendetta against yeah. Morgan by the local cops. And what's funny about this, too, is that they all are the the local cops are definitely like putting on a tough guy routine routine as if Morgan is not an FBI agent, like doesn't also work in law enforcement. Right. And he's like, "You, yeah. I'm not some punk kid that you can just like scare and like by acting the tough guy. And they're like, do you want a lawyer? And he goes, I want a phone call. And he said, I need to call my supervisor. So he's going to call Hotch. Uh, right. And he says, oh, Agent Hotchner, he's already getting a call from them, I guess. So they're going to, which it's like, great, call in the best team that there is. <laughs> and Hotch is like, there has to be a mistake. His lamp but he says, like of course, we're on our way. It does. Uh, and so now he's now calling, he's someone, calling else, probably someone else. Oh. An emergency recall. Oh, so uh, everybody must calling, be off. Yeah, it's nighttime. Yeah, so he says, I need an emergency recall. So he's calling the team in. Now he's probably going to call Gideon. Yep. Yep. And be like, we got to go so, to Chicago. Morgan's been Avengers arrested. assemble. <laughs> yes. And he says, homicide. And you know so that they Gideon's. Think he think, they think he killed that kid. Yeah, and Gideon's on the other line probably being like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so. And he's talking into the one-way glass. Yep. And he's like, I can wait in here forever. Like. And he's so clearly they left him in there all night because he yeah. said, Did you get some sleep? And Gordinsky's a real asshole. He is an asshole. Morgan <laughs> <laughs> just called him a donut eating ass. He said, So that wasn't your donut eating ass on the other side of the mirror all day, all night? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. So they got the file out, and it's a big box that just says Morgan. So, yeah. And, and 
he's like, listen, we teach this at the FBI. You get a big box and you put my name on it and it's supposed to freak me out that you have a bunch yeah, of stuff like, on me. Yeah, he's like, I know this. We teach it at the FBI. They talk about that in Mindhunter, how they do that. Uh-huh. How they like get these boxes. In the and, yeah, in the book. I was going to say, I m- missed that. So they're show. showing him the photos that they took of him at his Okay, so they were taking the pictures of him. Yeah. And he's like, whose grave is that? And he's like, you know I don't know his name. And they're like, well, you paid to bury oh. him. Um, and he's like, the whole neighborhood did. Um, so. And he's like, you visit that grave every time you come home. And Morgan's like, is that weird? A problem? Like, you, yeah. Is that wrong? Yeah. And now they're showing him the photos of him watching them play football at the community center. And he's right. And then he's also them. teaching those two boys that he was talking to some stuff and playing with them. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'm. Playing he's football, like, yeah, I'm playing right? football with some kids. What's the problem? And he's like, oh, you did a little bit more than that. You gave a ride to one of those boys. And he's like, yeah, so what? He's a kid Damien. named Damien. And he said that his house was on his way to Morgan's mom's. More pictures. More it's pictures. It's Damien Walters dead. D-O-A. And so Morgan Morgan's like, oh, my shaken. God. Yeah. And he's like, so somebody, he's like, oh, no, somebody killed him. And he goes, not somebody, Derek. You. And Derek's like, like, fuck? Excuse me. And he goes, You think that I did this? Cut to the team walking in. And we are all in Chicago. Yep. And he's like, Hey, I'm Hotch. And he's like, I'm looking for Detective Gordinsky. And then the other guy, whose name is Wally. Wally comes across as maybe persuadable to be a good guy. Yes, but he's definitely following Gordinsky's douchebag lead at this point. Donut eating douchebag lead. Yep. Ass. Yeah. But Morgan or um, Hotch came in like definitely like thrown around his his authority because he was like, hey, like I haven't called in anybody above you yet to ask you why this is happening this way. But like I can yeah. like like we're the fucking FBI yeah. <laughs> you playing like local cop nonsense. And yeah. Ain't gonna fly, homie. So he put another photo in front of Morgan and he asked if he recognized him. And he says that he's still unidentified as a John Doe. Just like the kid whose grave he visits every time he's back. And so Morgan says, another boy. Just after you left the city. So they're connecting Mm -hmm. a series of murders to Morgan. Yep. So Morgan just suggested Rodney Harris, which is the name of the guy that he kind of had that face. The street fellow. That he had that like little, you know. Not a tat-a-tat, but a little bit of tension with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Wally comes in and whispers. Indistinctly. Indistinctly. That's what the <laughs> caption says. All um, right. And, and so Gordinsky obviously doesn't buy it. And he's like, you're going to have to come up something better with something better than a gangbanger, Derek. And Derek is clearly a little shook at this point. Yeah. Cause and the whole team is just like, you guys are dumb as hell yeah here we go gordinsky's meeting hotch and he's he like flat out is just like you think that an fbi profiler killed a bunch of kids in chicago and they're all looking at him like you're you're the dumbest motherfucker alive yeah like, <laughs> like you think he's a serial killer you yeah. think he's been killing for 15 years yeah and they're like you need to let him out and he's like no i can hold him for 72 hours and so morgan's or hotch is like then i need to go see him um, oh, oh, Gordinsky's telling Gideon that he had no suspects at all until until Gideon sent him this profile. Yep, and that everything points to that son, son of, of a bitch, bitch Derek, Derek Morgan. Morgan. So yeah. Gideon, like, inadvertently had something to do with this. So yeah. Gideon, because like they get requests from people all all the time, right. I guess, and they and will send out profiles. Yeah, they just can't like, always whatever. go to everything. And Gideon's like, I profiled him, and Gordinsky's like, Yeah, it's all right there, man. 
and, and Reed's like, like profiles are just a guy yeah like, like this is be cool and Prentice makes a very good point that a profile is actually more useful to eliminate suspects than to like include them yeah. so like you should use it to like if you have a big pool of people you should say okay none of these people fit but these fit the closest yeah because like yeah it's very it would be very easy to be like let me go find somebody that like fits this in any way like yeah and you can make the argument that like certain people fit descriptions yeah however you want all the to time. um um they so, gideon's like you can't just use this profound gordinsky yeah. says he's not so they have other they things. have some sort of other evidence so he's now going over the previous victims with the team. This is the one that was 15 years ago. Yeah. And he said um, they're still unidentified to this day. Um, and Prentice was like, wait, like, nobody ever reported this kid missing? Um, and they were like, no. Nobody in the area had ever seen the kid before. So these are kids that no one's really looking for. Yep. So that means they are low-hanging fruit yeah, for a basically murderer. They're, yeah, Yeah. All right, we have... Oh, we're, we're unsub... Well, we're like, oh, oh! It's like... We're green screening, but in a weird way. <laughs> we're in, like, a nondescript white place. And it's like, all of these people are swinging by, but it's like, as he goes through the um, profile, it, like, thins out. So there's less and yeah. less people. So he's talking about uh, somebody who has a probable criminal background. Um, somebody who um, has sympathy for these boys, like, based on how their body is placed. Like... Um, especially for the first victims. And apparently Gideon's profile said that this would be a guilt-ridden offender. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said that the vi- the first victim is probably the most important. And that the unsub will still visit this scene this of the first grave. crime. Yeah, so. But he's now- going to the grave, not yeah, the Not to the scene of the crime. Of the crime, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they said, you you said that the unsub would try to inject himself into the investigation, and Morgan has called our headquarters many times about, always about this case. So, and everyone's like, like, wait, what? And so Reed's like, wait, he talked to you about it? And um, he said, after I got the profile, I checked the airline records, and Morgan had just been in Chicago before the, the other body showed up. So, like... He think he's clearly making these connections. Like, there's an argument to be made that, like, yes, like that makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it doesn't because it's Morgan, right. and like he's not going to do that. So Hotch is asking Morgan to tell his story. Yeah. So we're and so we're, we're back to Morgan being 15, and he found a body. He finds a body while he's just playing football, football in the street with some friends. Yep. And he said that was the only person that I had ever seen dead before. Was his dad? Oh, was his dad? Was the only other person? And, and he was like, he it really was freaked out because yeah. the kid was his same age yep. in this vacant lot. And it really bothered him that he was never identified and that nobody ever knew that he was missing or anything. And it just bothered him. And so I feel like you could argue that this probably had a lot to do with why he eventually became an FBI oh, agent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And so and then he's saying that when he was a kid, he went around and like got donations until he got enough that he could be like buried in a proper grave, which is which is very sweet. Very sweet. And he said, I left room on the headstone in case he was ever identified. So all there is is like a death date date on there. Death. Yeah. And he goes, I just go there every time um, because I feel like he deserves to have somebody looking in on him. And Hotch is like, all right, so Gordinsky's reading that as your guilty conscience. And he's so like, yeah, that looks like I'm revisiting his victim. Yeah, what are we doing here? 
and Hotch is like, the problem is, is that he has like a lot of confidence that you're the guy. Like he, like to the point that I feel like he, he's going to be very difficult to dissuade otherwise because he's just convinced himself that he's got the guy. Yeah. Um, he also said that they found Derek's phone number in the pocket of this kid. Um, and the team is basically like, all of this stuff is circumstantial. Like this isn't. Yeah. This isn't anything. But he keeps like kind of turning all like turning their excuses around on them yeah. and being like He's like, isn't it usually if the body's hard to find, the person who finds the body is a suspect. Yeah. So that's why they want to blame Morgan for the murder of the kid 15 years ago. Yeah. So it's like it's interesting cuz like so for example, Reed just was like you like Morgan was 15 at the time when he found this like when this happened, like that's very unlikely for this offender. Like they wouldn't be start this young, like right. the way this works. And um, Gordon C comes back and is like, yeah, but you, you yourself admitted that age is the hardest thing to predict. So the age mm. could be wrong. So he keeps like turning it around on them. Like he's definitely thought about it and like done his research. Like he's not just like yeah. pulling this out of his ass, but it's still frustrating, <laughs> but it's interesting to see the team kind of like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like having their own tricks used against. Right. Them. Right. Um, so Gideon is saying he has tunnel vision because he already suspected Morgan before yeah. he had the profile. So he's just making the profile fit Morgan. Right. So the team is going to figure out who's really killing these boys yep. before Morgan can be charged. Yep. Um, so Gideon is get thinking that maybe somebody knew that Morgan was already a person of interest in the previous two and that someone might be setting him up with this third body. So they're going to treat Morgan as another victim, even yeah. though he's not dead. But they also, it's interesting because they have to kind of like play nice with the local detective. So like right. Wally was like, Oh, I'll take you to the crime scene. And, and like, Prentice Great. says, okie doke. <laughs> okie doke. <laughs> um, so they have just found Morgan's records. Juvenile records. And he has a criminal record from when he was a kid. Just stuff like resisting arrest and like, right. like petty kid theft, stuff. I think. Yeah, kind of like low-level kid stuff. <laughs> Things we all have on oh, our Oh, yeah, totally. Record. I resist arrest all the time when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Um, I resisted But they make the comment, rest. like, this is Morgan. So clearly they didn't really know that about him. Yeah. But that's interesting because wouldn't that be in his... Yeah, Hodge kind of points that out. He's like, I didn't know this. Yeah. Like, and I hired him. Yeah. So he, right. Hodge just went back in to talk to Morgan, and he immediately was like, you need to check out this guy, Rodney. Like, And Hodge is like, you have a criminal record? And he's like, what? It's kind of like, bro, you lied. Yeah. Bro. And so he's looking at it. Bro. He must have had those records sealed. Yeah. And he says, where do you get this? And he said, what difference does it make? So that was, okay, so his records were supposed to be expunged. And so technically uh. his record is clean. And Hotch was like, I asked you if there was anything that you haven't told me. And Morgan's making the argument that be- in his mind, because all of that was expunged, like, it did, there was nothing to tell because, like, it doesn't yeah. exist anymore. So this is creating a lot of doubt in Hotch's mm-hmm. mind because he thought he knew Morgan and Morgan yeah. lied to him. And now he's like, yeah, I don't know who I can believe. And so now Morgan's like, listen, yeah, when I was a kid, like, I was kind of rough and tumble. And, like, me and this Rodney kid used to get into it. And, like, we'd fight a little bit. And, like, I knocked him around. And I gave him stitches one time. Like, it's nothing crazy. We just didn't get along. Yeah. Um, So he's like. And so so Hotch is like. say what you just said over here. (laughs) Well, Hotch is saying, like, you needed to tell me about this because we need to know everything. Like, you know how important 
all of the little details are to victimology and that freaks morgan out a little bit because he's like oh my god are you profiling me and he's yeah. like yeah i am <laughs> yeah we need to do that because you are about to be charged with three murders yeah and morgan's very offended and he's like you should be profiling the kids as the victims and you should be profiling like this rodney guy and Hotch is like, no, I need to profile literally everybody involved with this because I need to see the big picture. So Reed and Prentice and, and Wally. Wally are at his parents' house. world. Throwback. They're eating cake, birthday cake, leftover. Yeah, they're but at, just Reed is. They're at yeah, they're at Derek mom, Derek's mom's house, and Derek's uh, mom was like that son of a bitch Gordinsky like had it out for him, or his sister said that. Yeah, they. Wally clearly knows these people and yeah. is like, nah. So Prentice is like, we think that somebody might be trying to make it look like Morgan is involved with this. Um, and his sister is like, he's an FBI agent. And then Reed doesn't oh, help Reed. at all by being like, statistically, like it's just as likely that someone <laughs> in law enforcement would commit a crime like this as anybody else. And it's like, not helpful. Wee, Reed, not helpful. just eat your cake, bro. Yeah, just shut up and eat your cake. He's, his spectacles are back, by yeah, the way. Yeah, man, they're looking good. Um, and the sister's like, he talks about you, Reed. No. Um, so... Prentice so they're is talking like, about right. the youth center. Yeah, he's, she's like, who might have wanted to set him up? And his mom is like, well, every time he comes, he goes to the youth center. Um, and his sister the Sarah is yes. pissed. <laughs> sister Sarah. The, no, that's sister. What? Sister. No no one knows what you're talking about. Cassie's also shaking her head. Sister like, Christian. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um. So Prentice asked more about the youth center and his mom says that the youth center saved his life. Aha. So it all comes back to the youth center. We've got something to investigate. So Hotch thinks that Morgan is still hiding something. And um, he says that we can't have people on this team that have secrets. And Gideon says, we all have secrets. secrets. You want us to profile you? And Hotch is like, (laughs) he's like, yeah, it doesn't answer. Um, so now they're making, uh, Garcia look into him. Yeah. And JJ's like, don't worry, Garcia. Like, we have to help him. Yep. So All he right. graduated He's with honors. He's a law degree. Yeah. From Northwestern Law. He played football. Um, he was a quarterback. <laughs> That's the guy who throws the ball, right? And JJ's like, <laughs> yes, good job. Uh, uh, full ride oh, athletic, yeah, scholarship. athletic scholarship. Uh, sophomore year, he hurt his knee and he never played again. And so JJ's like, all right, we got to go past college, like further back than that. Um, There must be a cloud over the sun. (laughs) It's so dark dark in here. It's a beautiful day in Pittsburgh. Okay, so he was mentioned in some, um, oh, he was mentioned in the newspaper when he found the body of that boy back in 1991. And And JJ's JJ's like, like, that's victim number one. Yeah. Okay. And Garcia was like, he never told me about this. And JJ said that he never told anybody about this. Yeah, so apparently nobody really gets a lot of scoop about his life from when he was in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so back at his mom's house, um, his mom is saying that, like, he started getting into trouble after his dad died. Um, he was just kind of running around with older kids that were not very good influences. He was there when his dad died. She also said that. So he was, yeah, he watched him get shot, so. Um, and so he was hanging out with kids that were involved in some, in gangs, which is. Yeah, Sarah goes, they were gang gang bangers. bangers. Or as Kelsey would say, they were street street fellas. fellas. 
Look out um, for our, our spinoff so of Goodfellas. His Street mom Fellas. is telling them about the fight that he got into Rodney and how Rodney with, with Rodney. So Rodney, his head split open and like whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> his brain was hanging out. Um, All right. Wally and Sarah are kind of like nipping at each other. Yeah. Because he's saying that Gordon's Carl has... Buford stepped oh. in. So he took Derek under his wing at the youth center and mentored him. And he became like a surrogate father. And that's who taught him how to play football, which is what helped him turn his right. life. Got around. him his scholarship, helped him get his degree. And they're like, and so well, now they're Carl? like, okay, Carl Buford. And he says he still runs the youth center. And so Prentice is like, we need to go talk to him. Um, uh, oh, Prentice is going by herself. And, well, she's like, Wally, can you take me over there? So I think she wants Reed to be able to stay and talk to his, to Morgan's family right. without Wally there, you know, being an asshole. Right. Getting them all riled up. Yep. Um, so JJ's still on the phone and she says, is there a criminal history? And it and says the that the records are, are sealed. sealed. And she <laughs> says, unseal it. And she definitely doesn't I, want to. <laughs> If you have the ability to unseal it, just do it. Like, you're allowed to see it then. Um, So it was expunged and sealed by um, Judge Esposito after the presentation of a letter from Carl Buford. Carl Buford. Carl! No, we say Carol. Carol. Carl. That's from Jimmy Neutron. (laughs) Yeah! The teacher who sounds like a bird. Carl! All right, so Damien Walter's mother is here now, and she's with Carl Buford. So Carl Buford just came into the uh, police station. And JJ's like, did you just say Buford? And uh, so it's like a coincidence that he came in while they were talking about him. Mm, so it looks to me like someone's inserting themselves into the investigation. Well, Kelsey. Weird. What a... Interesting. Re- realization. <laughs> I forgot my words. Um, okay. so Gideon is admitting to Morgan that Gideon's profile is kind of what got Morgan into this situation. Right. And he was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I never would have put this two, like two and two together that you yeah. were involved with this. Um, so FBI, Gideon's like, we can't force them to let you go because right. that really looks bad. And it makes it look like we're trying to cover something up and we can't do that. And um, Morgan's like, I don't care. Yeah. And Gideon's kind of like listen and he's like if you're hiding something now would be a really cool time to tell us <laughs> and mm. morgan is like this is not about trust this it's is about, about me having, having privacy you have no privacy you're in the fbi yep. yep so he's like look we're already together way too much anyway like i have things that i want to keep to myself and gideon's like listen like this isn't about that anymore it's about finding this real unsub and you not going down for something that you didn't do yeah and Morgan's like, well, okay, let's find the unsub. Yep. All right. So the reason that, so JJ's explaining to getting that the reason that none of this would came out was because he got his record sealed by the judge, which was because of this recommendation by Carl Buford. Um, somebody who took personal. And so everybody's coming to the conclusion that they really need to talk to Carl Buford. And he conveniently and has come. already there. He's there with his wife. No, he's there with the mother of the uh, most recent victim. Right, right, right. So Prentice and Wally are at the youth center, and they're looking for Mr. Buford. Obviously, but he's not there. But we know he's not there because he's at the station. So and so they're going to look through his office. Yep, and she's like, wow, he's been honored by, like, everybody or, but the Nobel Society. And in comes um, um, I think the Morgan's other kid. friend. Yeah. 
from he goes, earlier. do you know Derek Morgan? And he says, yeah, I've been trying to call him. But he's busy. Can we help you? And she go, and he says, a friend of mine, someone killed him yesterday. So clearly he was oh. going to go to Morgan to be like, you need, like, please help me find out what right. happened to my friend. And they're and connecting said, some dots. And he so. said, Derek always told me that if I need someone to talk to, I could call him. And I just, I don't know, wanted to talk to somebody. Poor kid. That is poor kid. And Prentice is like, why don't you give me your name and, like, I'll let him know that you're looking for him. And the kid says that his name is James. Um, and Prentice was like, where can he find you? And he said, he can find me here. I'm here all the time. So now they're talking to Buford. And they're like, oh, did you – so you knew Morgan when he was a teenager. And Buford's like, oh, yeah, like, he was a great kid when he was a teenager. Like, helped me run the youth center. Yeah. Um, and he says, I feel terrible about helping him get his record expunged now. And Gideon's like, well, you shouldn't. Like, this is all a mistake. And Buford's like, oh, I thought there was a lot of evidence. And then Gordinsky comes over and is like, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah, you can take what's-her-face home. Yep. Um, And he's so Buford says that Derek has a way of charming people to look past his deficiencies. Woof. Woof. Um, so Carl is also the one that told Gordinsky that he saw Morgan leaving with the boys. Hmm. 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 And so he's like, oh, if you need anything else, Stan, that's Gordinsky. He's like, just call me. They're on for a first name basis. Yep. So it's like, this is the tunnel vision. Cause it's like, this guy is very, should be just as much of a red flag as Morgan right. is. But, but because he's decided it's already Morgan, he's not even looking at Carl Buford. Right. He's got his and blinders he's like, on. Oh, me and Buford, we were best buddies. Like I was friends yep. with him in my beat cop days. Yep. And so Gideon's like, yeah, but he kept up with the investigation and has asked you about it over the years. And he's like, yeah. Wait a second. Are you trying to put him forth as a suspect to save your guy? And he's he's like, a local hero. And Gideon's like, I'm like, sure he is. I'm just saying. I that, want like, Gideon to be like. Morgan is a national hero. <laughs> he is a national treasure. What do you not understand? <laughs> like, look at the man. So Morgan is talking to Hotch, and Hotch is like, tell me about Carl Buford. And he's like, "That ha- what does this have to do with anything? And he said, he's the one that got your records expunged. And now... Something... Yeah, the privacy like, is gone. Yeah, and, and he's like, I told you to tell, stay the hell out of my business. And he's like... Why do you not talk to the man who made your career possible, but you visit the youth center every time you come here? That drives Morgan up a wall, and he smacks the box of yep. papers. Off papers fly desk. everywhere. And Morgan is really... He does not want to talk not, about he it. He doesn't want to talk about it. He's he telling Hodge to, to back, back off. off. So it, it's literally everything comes back to Carl Buford. Like, he is involved in this somehow. He's what's making Morgan pissed. Um, and so Gordinsky and Gideon are still talking about it. And, and Hotch tells them that Morgan won't even talk about Buford. Yep. So and that they infer something has yep. happened. And then Prentice comes in and she goes, are you guys talking about Carl Buford? And they're like, yeah. And um, while she's he's like, like, hey, then we turn him loose? Yeah. Oh, did Morgan just walk Morgan out? Morgan just full on walked out of the room and they just let him go. And <laughs> like, Gordinsky's like, you let him escape? And it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very long place. You donut eating ass. You donut eating ass. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. So they're putting out a, an APB. APB. <sighs> and Gordinsky is still being a jackass. And he's like, you're sitting around telling me that a local hero is my killer while he, my actual suspect walks out the door and you helped him do it. So they're out looking for Morgan. And Gordinsky is going to get his. Morgan's being stealthy. Yeah. He's hiding. By Where's a he fence. going? He's going. To the youth center? Perhaps. 
He's running. He's running through some alleys. It's all very dark. He's blown on his hands because they're cold. cold. There. Fun oh. fact, that makes your hands more cold. Oh, the cop just drove by behind him, so now he's walking faster. And so now they see him the walking faster. The cop sees faster. him. This is not great. And so JJ just went up to Gordinsky. He was like, you have to tell your officers that Morgan is not a threat because if they, like, they might hurt him. Right. Like, they and, could shoot him yeah. very easily. And Gordinsky's like, I'm not going to do that. JJ's hair looks fantastic it right does. now. She's got a beautiful, some sort of little, little bump. Yeah. Uh, but little, not a bump it bump. Like, just yeah. a, her bangs are pulled back in just such a beautiful way. Yep. So the team is doing their thing and they're like, something about Carl Buford, like this all has to do with Carl Buford. And so right. they're like, this, that must be where Morgan is headed, which ding, ding, ding. He's at the youth center. And there is his James. friend, James. And James is just like, I've been trying to call you. And he's like, I'm here now. Like, and he picks up the let's, football. Let's toss some pigskin. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And he goes, someone killed Damien. And Morgan's like, I know. And so now there's going to toss the football. They're. Yep, there go the laces. And he goes, James, we got to talk about Carl Buford. And James like, okay, what about him? And he Mm. says, you're the star player, right? The center of attention. And he says, yeah. And he says, that used to be me. Like, that's where I was when I was your age. And it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? You want to make him happy and impress him. Yep. And he's like, I can handle the pressure. And he's like, oh, I I bet you can. She's about to drop. Yeah. Something's, there's... And he says, do you ever take, uh, does he ever take you back to his cabin to go fishing in Wisconsin or camping? How close is Wisconsin to Chicago? Uh, like an hour. Wow. <laughs> hour, hour and a half. Nice. Um, he goes, yeah, he's good like that. And he, and James goes, how do you know about the cabin? Morgan's and like, he's like, I told you I used, I used to, to be you. you. Oh. This is sad. It is sad. He's like, what do you mean? It's like there, there's an elephant in the room. There is a huge elephant in the room. <laughs> Morgan's going to name it. Yep. And so he stopped throwing the football and he got up closer to him. And he's just like being he's soulful He's got a serious Derek. face on. Yep. And he goes, the first time you weren't oh. even sure what was going on. Carl Buford, pedophile. He just brushed up against you like nothing. And you're just like, oh. And you thought it might have just been an accident. But then after uh. that, it wasn't an accident. Oh, but then he gave you alcohol. This is giving me some Bill Cosby vibes. Yes, but like, but not the same. Little boys instead of adult women. And he's like, then you, yeah. And so James is clearly like uncomfortable, but like also knows exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, he's not protesting at all. He's just, oh, he took you swimming. Oh, I know. It's like I don't even want to honestly say it because it's so terrible. Oh, jump in without your swimsuit on. And he, mm, no. he did things to you. So clearly, the Carl con- Buford's a piece of he's shit. A piece of shit. The conclusion that we obviously are making is that he sexually abused Morgan when he was a kid, and he's been basically using the youth center as like a place to groom these kids. Yeah. Um, and, and he's the closest thing you have to a father. So, yeah. so like you, you don't want to. You don't want to say lose anything. That. Yeah. And he's like helping you like get out of this like world that you're in and like help you. And so James is like, he's helping me. He's helping my mom. Like, my sister got injured, injured, injured in a drive-by. Like, we need help. Like, he's going to help me get into college. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And Morgan's like, you are something. Like, you don't need Carl. To help make you something. Like, you just have to, like, you just need yourself. And he was like, don't let Carl, like, take advantage of you, basically. You're running passing routes. Yeah. And he's like, that has nothing Carl. to do with Carl. Carl is not what makes you a good football player. Yeah. 
He's like, it's what you've got inside here. And it's like, you're, you got, you got heart, kid. <laughs> and James this could is be like, a feature length film. And James is like, yeah, well, you never told. And Morgan's like, you're right. Like, not until right now. And he said, Damien always said that I could call you. So Damien knew. So Damien knew that James was being abused. So, dun dun. That's dun, why dun, Buford dun. killed him. Yeah, totally. And Morgan's like, like, I got, I got your, your back, back, James. Forever. Forever. You've never seen that movie. I know. <laughs> Ten points if you can name that movie. Again, keep track of your own score. All right. So Morgan is about to have his confrontation with fucking Carl. So Carl's like in the equipment room at the freaking youth center. And Morgan's just staring him down. And he goes, oh, you've been let go? Because he set him up. And he's pretending uh, like he didn't. He's like, oh, I told them that it was crazy. I told them that you would never do this. And he goes, really? Because you're the one that told them that I should be a suspect. Yeah. And he, mm, we're just uh, going to hash and, it out. And here. of course, Carl's like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, he's going to play dumb. I don't know what you're implying. And he's like, hey, I kept my mouth shut for all of these years. But now I know for a fact that, like, you're doing this. And he's like, I yeah, let you go on being serial- a hero molester and a serial killer yes and morgan was like when i was a kid like i was afraid of losing everything that i was gaining i was afraid of the police like and he's like that's how you work isn't it you take kids that are like too afraid to say anything and you take advantage of it and you give them a a lot of stuff to lose yep great careers like scholarships yep yep and Morgan's like, you know what? Like, the other thing that really sucks is, like, there's a statute of limitations on this. So, like, whatever oh, happened between us. Of limitations. Yeah, no kidding. He's like, whatever happened between us, like, can't even be. There's nothing we can do about it now. He's like, but guess what? Like, I know what you've been doing to James. And, like, the statute of limitations isn't out on that. And he's like, and I know what you did to Damien. I know you killed him. And yep. I should have told somebody yep. when I was a kid. Yep. And he's like, well, you know what happens in cases like this? Once the dam breaks, the, the flood, flood comes. comes. Oh, uh, yeah. One. Ca- yeah. Bill Cosby again. Yeah. One comes forward. There come the rest. Or Harvey Weinstein. Any of that oh, stuff. Yes. It's like some, once once somebody Me comes. Me too, Derek Morgan. Yes. Me too. Like once the wor- once somebody has the strength to come forward, everybody else is willing to. And you to. know what else happens to people like him? They get murdered in prison. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> You're the first one down. Your yep. roommate kills you. Yep. And so Carl is pulling his typical pedophile bullshit, which is just, like, how he sleeps at night, which is, like, do you have any idea how many kids I've helped? Like, this neighborhood is, like, this way because of me. Yeah. And And Morgan's like, yeah, well, it wasn't for free, was it? Oh, I Shamar Moore is playing it so well. He like leaning a, in, he crying. A damn Oscar for this. I'm not even yeah, joking. Yeah, Oscar. Not even an Emmy. Skip not it. Even, straight skip up it. to the Oscar. Skip it. This is limited series. Yeah. No, wait. Those still win Emmys. Yeah. I don't know what would win an Oscar. A movie. Short film. <laughs> um, and so he's basically like, I have spent my whole life like making sure that guys like you go down because like of not being able to have the strength to go to the police before and he's like you could have said no no way <gasps> fuck you dude this, there's but snot coming out it, of his nose in the wow. meantime gordinsky and wally and the team have snuck in the back and so they basically heard carl confessed confess and he's like oh i helped a lot of kids yeah. and gordinsky's like fuck yeah. you let's go i want gordinsky to be like i was yep. so wrong 
And he's like, you can't, you can't do this to me. What will happen to the center? And Morgan is like, I will make sure. Literally anyone else can also run this. Like go home, Carl. And your home is a grave after they kill you in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then Carl has the audacity to be like, Derek, isn't there something that you can do? And Derek says, go to hell. And Gordinsky stays back. You better say sorry, you asshole. You better say it. He just looks at him. And just kind of like nods. Man nod. Like white man, man nods. nods. Like that's not worth you guys, shit, we Gordinsky. Don't, we don't talk about the man nod enough. But it's like a thing. <laughs> like a. Like I, a can't, I, I can't describe it on no, a podcast. But, it's just but you like, know what it's it is. It's a slight nod. And it's like what it conveys. Gideon is like, also just did it. But in yep. the like oh I know. It's the, okay, it's the man way of being like yeah there are some things we should probably talk about. But I am too emotionally stunted to do it. So I'm just going to nod at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now we're opening. We're back on at the cemetery. The cemetery, and everybody's there. Derek and his family, and James. some kids from the youth center, and Gordinsky, and Damien's mom is there. So this is Wally. Really, this is Damien's funeral, I guess. Yeah. And they, yeah, and they buried oh, him next to the other kid, older than me, younger than me. And they've changed the headstones oh. to say the to the lost children. Oh, damn. There's, there's very like well more kids music. they didn't find. Yeah, no kidding. Since it was so hard to find that other body, mm-hmm. nobody yep. reports them missing. Fade to black on some soulful, lovely music. Yeah, everybody, everybody needs to lean on, on someone. someone. Mark Gordon. Mark this Gordon. is the furthest we've ever let it go. I know. I, I gotta stop. Jamming. It's gonna start playing the next one. Ah! Wow. That was an emotional roller It's one of the most powerful episodes Absolutely in the whole series. Absolutely it is. I so thought it was so much later. I yeah. thought we didn't find out about Morgan's I, molestation until later. I had, I knew it was coming. I didn't know it was going to be today, though. I knew yeah. that it came pretty quick after the halfway point. I just mm. wasn't sure that it was, like, quite so quick. It's a, It, like, really influences a lot of the rest of this. I feel like it comes it does. up periodically. I feel... And it makes him... It does. And it... Well, yeah, and it comes a up A more again, developed character. Like, in more depth much later. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think, like, like you just said, like, it makes him a more in-depth character... And I feel like this is a turning point in the show where they're all going to start to get yeah. more character development. Yes. Yeah, we get some more backstory. Yep. The next episode, we get a little more backstory on Gideon. Yeah. Um, um, so no we're going to, yeah, it's like we finally, it's like, you think about it. It's like it took us a season and a half right. to get to the point where they were like, maybe we want to know a little bit more about these characters as people. Right. Like maybe that will make the show a little more multifaceted <laughs> if these people <laughs> have people like keep backgrounds watching. and like, you know, reasons yeah. for doing the things that they do. Because I feel like they tried to do that a little bit with Elle, but they rushed it. They did. Because they wanted... They had to do it before she left. Right. But they realized, like, oh, this could be, like, an interesting storyline that could be happening under all of these episodes. But they were like, how how can we, like, give her a backstory and give her a reason, but, like, do it in three episodes? Right. And so I feel like now they're, like, realizing, like, I don't know, maybe they got to the point where, like, okay, this, jo- this show has some traction. Like, we're mm-hmm. going to be around for a little while. We have mm-hmm. the time yeah. to, like, put in some characters. They give Elle and Morgan... Have very similar scenarios yes, where you find were out cops. their yeah. backstories. Like they're framed for murders. Oh, yeah. You're right. Fathers were cops. They Killed on the job. Yeah. Interesting relationship with their fathers. And like that's the thing is like they tried to at the end of season one like make Elle and Morgan like oh they get along really well. Like right, they had they're the on first, that vacation together. They had the first budding friendship and it's like if they had taken the time to like unpack that a little bit of like maybe they're friends because like they come from similar backgrounds. Mm-hmm. They have like similar experiences but the dead they didn't dad do club. it. 
the dead dad mom they didn't do it yeah i just watched the episode we've been rewatching Grey's anatomy and we just watched the episode mm. where george's dad dies and christina oh, yeah. calls it the dead dad club yeah that's sad she's like i wish you weren't in it uh, yeah that's a club you but, don't want to be in um but yeah so i i appreciate this episode for the emotional depth that it has mm-hmm. and we get to know morgan a little bit i mean shamar more hand like round of applause man like great definitely job. does a great job great in this episode job like definitely does does it justice i think yeah. now again because i assume most of our listeners have actually watched this whole show mm-hmm. i'm not too worried about the spoiler i'm about to give okay but they do this a lot throughout the rest of the series where they frame different members of the team yeah. for different crimes. That is true. And I hate that kind it's, of storyline. I hate it's, it. It's a, Yeah, it's a trope that's going to come up more it, than once. It's, it's truly with almost all of them. More than once. Almost all of them get framed for something at some point. Mm-hmm. There is one in like season 12, season 11, season 12, that goes on for fucking ever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can hear that whisper. I think that you just <laughs> we're did. still watching that. If we ever finish like, season twelve, it, yeah, they I they take it to a level <laughs> in season twelve that it like didn't it's need to just go too to. Long. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. It's not the last time that we will have this same Mm-mm. kind of thing go on. Um. And then of course they have the- a whole unsub whose point, like yeah. in season twelve, is to frame is to frame a team member. That particular unsub was in what show was I watch? I started watching. This might be my recommendation. Hmm. It, it's, are it's we, are we, should we transition into recommendation yeah. corner? Yeah, you know what, I'm going to dive right in. Okay. Um, a recommendation corner is now just Kelly's recommendation corner because Kelsey doesn't like to recommend, I guess. No, I just don't have enough recommendations. So I have my own corner and it'll debut shortly. Go yeah, ahead. okay. So my recommendation this week is the television series and its spinoff, 911 and 911 Lone Star. <laughs> now... These I should have been able to guess that this was going to be it. <laughs> these shows are Ryan Murphy originals, which means they're terrible, terrible, but with the absolute best cast you could possibly put together. That is true. <laughs> How the fuck did he get Angela Bassett on that show? And why did he make Angela Bassett marry Peter Krause? Spoiler alert. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you can't believe it when it happens. Um, but the spinoff 911 Lone Star a certain unsub who frames a lot of members of the team is in it. Mm. Um, but the cast in 911 Lone Star, Rob Lowe. Yeah. Liv Tyler. Yeah. Some others I can't think of. But it's just insane. It's insane. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I think that people just really seem to like working with Ryan Murphy. So yeah, because like freaking American it. Horror Story is yeah, just like. Yeah, like, hello. Like, how do you get Sarah bottom. Paulson just, like, to do just Jessica endless. Jessica Lange. And Jessica Lange to do. Connie just, Britton. Like, like, endless seasons of that show. Yes, and, like, keep coming back. Yeah. But his show, like, I have watched many Ryan Murphy shows. I watched Glee from the beginning. I thought. What well, a departure from Glee 911 is. Truly. Anything else he's done. Well, Glee yeah. is really the Glee outlier like at outlier. this point, even yeah. though it was kind of like one of his, his first, first thing. thing. Yeah. Starts out really good. Really interesting. Really funny. Gets so bad. Yeah. American Horror Story. I watched. Such a weird show. I think I just watched the first season and it scared me too much. I didn't watch season two, but I have tried to watch Coven. Coven's the only season that I've seen. Because it's less scary. Yes. And more just like yes. horror. And because I love witches. Yeah. It's witchy. Which yeah. is fun. Um, but it gets kind of bad and a little bit, you're just like, 
don't let that be the line you're saying like it's such an obvious line like it's always like dialogue i can exactly predict and like storylines where i'm just like oh my god like (laughs) geez like the like the whole plot of 911 lone star is that rob lowe was a firefighter at 9-11 and now Mm. he has cancer from 9-11 and so he's gonna die at some unknown time his doctor won't give him a death date because they're gonna try this well, new. Well, give him a death date. <laughs> Won't be like like an s- expiration date. Like like, like, a, like a you got six months. Oh, okay. Like go to a timeline. Aruba. You won't give him a timeline. Is it Aruba? She's I looking th- at me like she just had the most. I was doing the crossword puzzle this morning, and it was vacation destination whose name rhymes with something you do there. Aruba scuba. Oh my god! I, I'm sorry. I just had a weird moment. A Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, he's people from Texas. It's like mimics like the fire station that was in that fertilizer fire. Remember that? Oh, yes. So it mimics that. And they're like, you need to go down to Texas and like rebuild this fire station. Just like you rebuilt the fire station after 9-11. Oh, my God. And it's like, A, only Ryan Murphy would be so bold. True. B, he does it. He takes his son who tried to kill himself with pills Uh after his boyfriend declined him to get married oh you're just like this is awful and then Liv tyler's character tyler that blows my mind (laughs) you were in fucking lord of the rings lord of the rings you are steve tyler's daughter yeah Liv tyler's best role in my opinion that thing you do (laughs) fucking love that movie oh you gotta see it it's so good but her sister is either dead or just missing in missing missing but assumed dead in the show in the show and Liv tyler is like a paramedic who's like obsessed with finding her and it's just like you you've put you're putting all the storylines in one episode like yeah. 9-11 yeah. dying of cancer gay son suicidal son drug addicted son <laughs> sister looking for her dead or missing sister recommendation corner has very quickly turned into just like kelly craps on ryan murphy corner <laughs> listen ryan murphy is trash <laughs> And I will, so, I'm a raccoon. You're not doing a very good, if this is supposed to be, <laughs> I love it. Be your like I said, he's trash, but I'm a raccoon. <laughs> like, it's like good trash. Like you're at like a French restaurant. It's like, or like a Texas roadhouse trash where it's like meat and bread. <laughs> it's, it's not like like hospital trash. Oh my god! You know, Ryan <laughs> it Murphy, has its moments. Ryan Murphy is the trash, and to there's Kelly's always raccoon. <laughs> there's always good people to look at. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I have determined. I don't know if I like Liv Tyler anymore. Oh, okay. Because of her voice. Oh. Because it's so. It's very breathy. It's very. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was an act. For, right. Like, some shows that she's in, and she's just like. I'm the paramedic in Texas. Paramedics call the shots. And my sister has gone missing. <laughs> and I, I'm going to save this person's life. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would get annoying really fast. Yeah. Sorry. That's, I'm sorry that's unrelated, but <laughs> I have yeah, to say it. it was, Someone needed to hear it. It's both a recommendation and a harsh critique. It's my rant commendation. Yeah. Wow. Is that my new corner? Rant commendations? Maybe. Make it it's, your own. How do I feel about the is trash and I'm the raccoon? It's a it's a it's a That's brilliant. A waiting to yes, it is, is that our first piece of merch? <laughs> <laughs> Please someone. I'm gonna put I've never done we've never asked for this before, but if we have any people 
that listen to this podcast who can make that into some kind of artwork, <laughs> please do. I beg of you, please cross stitch that on a pillow. Oh. I don't like what if you're crafty. Yeah, please. I would love to see it. I would love it. That is amazing. It's one of my favorite things I've ever said. It's I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah, it really painted a picture for it me. Did. It did. Well, rant commendation corner has come to an end. Ah. And now for the introduction of Kelsey's new corner. I have decided that my thing that I'm going to contribute to the end of the episode. You should have put the drum roll here and not Sorry. before you started talking. Sorry. I'll, re- I'll edit it. Is Fun Fact Corner. Fun Fact Corner. So for a show like Criminal Minds that has been on for so long. And Almost my whole has life. had so many characters More than come half and go and whatever else. There is a lot. There are a lot of fun facts to be mined mm-hmm. out of this uh, show and I have found myself on a lot of criminal minds myself. wikis myself <laughs> myself I found Just myself like Cerberus I found myself three heads on a lot of criminal minds wiki we edit the other two out of every post out of <laughs> um, a lot of Wikipedia for this show in the process of doing this podcast because mm-hmm. I'm always looking for like photos and images mm-hmm. and like things and then when we gotta rank things you gotta go and then like, we, yeah when you gotta rank things you gotta remind yourself of people's names and like yeah. whatever so I'm always on Wikipedia or criminal minds fan wiki or whatever and in the process of doing that you just come across some nuggets of information that are just yeah. like wow yeah that's interesting and so i'm gonna lay it on i'm gonna share them with you so i'll I'll do one fun fact an episode so this episode's fun fact is that matthew gray goobler who the goobs the goobs who plays lovely dr spencer reed Mm. officiated paget brewster's wedding aka emily apprentice i can't wait for a fun fact i don't know which can be surprised i love me the fun facts from now on okay fair enough the I love that fun fact for a lot of reasons, but I think I primarily just love it because I love that they're friends. I like, love in real that they're life. friends, yes. And it's like, I think what we end up loving so much about the show is that the characters on the show become friends mm-hmm. and they develop interpersonal relationships. Exactly. And it's like that in real life. Yes. And also, like, how amazing would it be to have the goobs officiate your wedding? How amazing would how it be amazing to be marrying both- Paget Brewster? Yeah, but like, how no offense. Like, how amazing, but also probably so weird. Yeah, probably so strange to marry Paget Brewster. No, to, to have, have the goobs, the goobs. You. Like, do you think it you would, would be a weird wedding? Like, but like, lovely. I think a little bit my officiant kind of looked like goobs if he had grown his hair out. Your friend. Yeah, kind of looks like Matthew Gray Goobler. Like, longer, imagine him with longer hair, taller. I'll be honest, I can't remember what he looks like, so I don't know. Well, we have our wedding photos now, I could show you. Okay. Uh, So, anyway, so that's Fun Fact Corner for you, friends. Yeah, there's a fun fact. Stay tuned because more fun facts will be coming with each new episode. Yay. Yay. All the people said, yay. Yay. Um, So, does that bring us to the end? Have we said everything we need to say? Needs to say. (laughs) Jesus Kelsey, Christ! What's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm telling you, I think I'm having a slow stroke. Like I just like <laughs> slowly over the course of this whole podcast. Yes. <laughs> no, it's just been like the last like several weeks. I just feel like the words don't come out of my mouth right. <laughs> Maybe your mouth is changing. Maybe your tongue is too big. <laughs> like your teeth are shifting, or your tongue if is my, growing. If my tongue was becoming too big. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it just like affect the way my speech is heard not necessarily what i'm saying like it would just make me sound different yeah it wouldn't make me like suddenly unable to speak yeah, proper english of everything. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <sighs> anyway myself myself <laughs> 
Um, thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> I always want to say it, and I usually try to hold back from just always I don't, quoting I don't Princess Diaries. I don't think we can at this point. Yeah. Um, but thanks for listening uh, to this episode of The Unknown Subject. As always, you can Did find Did they us say on- it's over in this episode? Maybe. I, I kind of missed might it. Have. Like, it's over, Carl? Yeah. It's over, Carl. Damn it. Did I miss my first one? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Fudge. Fudge. Um, but as always, you can find us on social media at the, the Unknown Subject Podcast on Instagram. At Unknown Subpod on Twitter. I tweeted the other day. Good for you. Thank you. I'm trying to tweet more. Good. That's my February resolution. <laughs> awesome hey welcome to february guys oh yeah thank goodness um so yeah you can find us there uh like i said keep a lookout for some questions about what you want us to rank next Mm -hmm. um thank you for listening thank you for listening we're seeing a little bit of a i don't i the fact that we've gone from two participants one participating fan to two oh yeah feels huge yeah it does um, so keep participating keep participating we're loving it and don't forget to rate review subscribe yeah we're still going to keep harping on that until you do it. Yeah. I haven't checked in a while. Though. I Maybe they either. did. Maybe they did. Um, let's live in a blissful space right now where someone did. It's like Schrodinger's review. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never check the reviews again. Exactly. So in my mind, it could have happened. We have 50,000 reviews. Amazing. And they're all five-star ratings. We're such a success. So successful. <laughs> um, but anyway, I get... There it is. Big tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time on The Unknown Subject. And as they say. (laughs) Are you going to say it? As they say, when they get the unsub, it's it's over. over.